All right, good morning, Apes. Happy Friday to everybody out there. And thank you guys so much for joining us once again on the Daily Peel live stream. Shout out to everybody on the podcast, watching later on on the YouTube channel as well. Love all you guys. Thanks for coming back to us every day here. You guys are probably wondering why I got the shades on here today and why you can see the reflection of my monitor looking right back at you. But man, I woke up this morning and the sun was just so bright. The future was so bright with the S&P 500 over 5,000 here today that I could barely open my eyes, so I had to put the sunglasses on. Uh, now, I can barely see my screens here with these sunglasses on, but I'm going to do my best because, like I said, the future, the outlook of the S&P, our portfolios and stocks in general, it's just so damn bright, we could barely stand it. So I had to put on the sheets here today, and we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be relatively quick here this morning, so definitely hop on, stay tuned with us throughout the whole thing especially if you want to hear our take on exactly what's going on with Mr. Joe Rogan himself, my very close personal friend. Uh, we're actually buddies, you know, I don't know if you guys know that, but given that he and I are two of the biggest podcasters in the world, we get along pretty well, so I'm sure you guys all would imagine that anyway. But we'll be talking about that much more in just a couple of minutes. Stick around if you want to hear about our take on all things Joe Rogan. All right, like I said, I can barely see my screen here, so I'm going to do my best to try to scroll through today's edition of the Daily Peel like I normally do, but... Please forgive me if it comes across a little bit, uh, you know, autistic or anything else like that. Either way, today we're going to be talking about some relations going on between the U.S. and China. Uh, you know, things are always shady between these two, but they're getting especially spicy, especially given that this is an election year over here in the United States. We had hella stock movements here today that we want to talk about as well. Crazy stuff going on with Disney and Arm, and then of course some pieces of shit to make fun of as well. And then finally, we'll finish up with our take on my close personal friend, Mr. Joe Rogan here as well. All right, but let's go ahead and scroll down. You know, it, it's still in beautiful territory here in terms of the market snapshot. Everything is green. WSO Alpha portfolio had big outperformance on the day, largely thanks to our exposure in Disney. We'll talk about that much more in just a couple of minutes. But it's a huge day for the apes over at that portfolio. We're still not outperforming either one of our benchmarks, but we're definitely gaining on it, especially after outperformance like yesterday. Shout out to Bitcoin and Ethereum for being green on the year and on the day as well. The rip seems to continue. Bitcoin isn't back at 45,000 just yet. Actually, I haven't checked that this morning, so that could be incorrect. Go ahead and take a look now. But it's definitely been a strong year for these assets. All right, going into the banana bits of the day here. So like I said, the future is just so bright. The S&P 500 hit 5,000 intraday yesterday. Could barely keep my eyes open looking at all the success that's going to be coming in the future for U.S. stocks, for our portfolios, and for the economy. At least for your portfolios, probably not for mine personally based on the way that I trade, but we could talk about that another day. Pinterest absolutely shit the bet on their earnings, just like Snap did. Shows a strong dichotomy between uh, you know the bigger players and the smaller players in the digital ad space. Something that we want to be paying attention to because digital ads are an extremely uh, kind of economically sensitive uh, aspect of the economy. So following digital ad spending trends is a good way to show you know business confidence, all that good stuff. And then of course. Despite the fears, credit and debit card spending is relatively normal. We're going to be talking about that much more in-depthly on Monday. But definitely check out this Bank of America chart from our boy Sam Rowe on Twitter, or X, I guess. And then, of course, big dog Joey B. I'm sure everybody saw the press conference yesterday of President Biden uh, really angrily kind of wagging his finger at the media and at the special counsel report on his uh, missing or hidden documents case. Basically, they said that he had a bad memory. I think they described him as a sympathetic elderly man with a poor memory, and that really set him off. But I bet when he woke up this morning, he probably forgot about the whole thing. All right. But speaking of the big stories of the day here, the dragon and the eagle, adding in some extra dramatization, because why the hell not? I mean, so dramatized that we're even quoting Shakespeare up here at the beginning. 
two countries both alike in dignity, being the United States and China, of course. Uh, now, the relationship between the two, I think, can best be described as a hateful marriage or a loving divorce. Basically, what we've seen is the trade deficit going on uh, between the U.S. and China has over the past couple of years, especially since the Donald Trump administration has really gone in the favor of China in terms of uh, the United States is importing a hell of a lot more than what we're actually sending there. It's kind of the backwards effect that was supposed to have. But even this trade deficit itself is still relatively on paper because a lot of those goods that typically would be coming from China, you know, the manufacturers have moved their uh, moved their manufacturing sites to places like Vietnam and Mexico in order to curb those tariffs from China. But basically what they're doing is getting Chinese goods, Chinese raw materials imported to these other countries, using those Chinese raw materials to create new intermediate goods, and then selling those to the United States from Mexico, from Vietnam, from India, and the countless other examples, uh, so that they can avoid those tariffs on Chinese goods. There's still that 25% tariff rate on Chinese goods. And Donald, Donald Trump came out earlier this week and said that he would consider raising that up to 60% in order to, you know, kind of maximize our profits on Chinese takes. But really, it's to give more power to U.S. manufacturers and discourage buyers here in the U.S. from buying internationally. There's just sticking with U.S. producers. We'll see if that actually does happen. Who cares? Why should we care? Well, it's the two biggest economies in the world, and they hate each other, or at least they say that they hate each other on paper. I mean, the sexual tension between these two is really off the charts. It's up there in the same league as something like Ross and Rachel from Friends, or me when I see a buffalo chicken sandwich, for example. And so that's pretty much what we're seeing here in uh, the relationship between the United States and China. Definitely not a great situation to see the world's two biggest economies and two strongest militaries uh, start to hate each other and decouple a little bit more each year, but it's definitely something that we're going to want to keep an eye on. All right, let's move on into some stock movements of the day. Like I said, we're going quickly through today's edition, but we did get a huge move from our holdings yesterday. This is a massive company. This isn't like a tiny biotech that's getting bought, so it pumps up on the day. This is a massive company. I think it's over $120 billion as of yesterday's return. I could be wrong on that. Somebody check my math. I can barely count. But if we take a look, our holdings absolutely knocked it out of the park in terms of their earnings report. Revenue beat by a hell of a lot. And even better, their guidance for the first quarter revenue was way better than was expected as well originally. Uh, they also destroyed on earnings. So it seems like the AI boom has a new leader in terms of our holdings, especially if we look at their valuation metrics compared to NVIDIA, compared to AMD. ARM is two or three times more expensive than both of those. So it looks like they're going to be leading the race in 2024. Let us know if you're buying. Let us know if you're shorting this. What's going on? Let me know if I should buy it too. You guys know I need help with my portfolio. So I'll take all the recommendations I can get. And one of the best recommendations we received recently over here at WSO Alpha was the position in Disney. So we do have a big allocation to the mouse house. And that really worked in our favor yesterday following their earnings report. Disney reported overall strong numbers, despite the fact that they're still beefing with that fellow old man, Nelson Peltz. Uh, but the biggest news was the massive reduction in losses on streaming. So at the end of 2022, streaming losses were well over a billion dollars. 2023, they managed to reduce that to around $216 million in losses. That was really what got the market excited, showing that Disney Plus actually does have a path to profitability. And once it gets there, it could be huge going forward, especially given that they're releasing their own ESPN streaming service. Uh, in late 2025 as well. All right, moving on to some rotten stocks of the day, PayPal. I have a personal vendetta against PayPal that I won't get into with you guys here today. Unless you guys want to hear about it, then I'm happy to discuss. But fuck PayPal. I was very glad to see them sell off yesterday. Uh, they lost 11.2% because the earnings report 
was complete garbage. Not only were the numbers for the last quarter not very good in terms of overall revenue growth or really anything else like that, uh, but their guidance for the first quarter is pretty trash here as well. So definitely a tough day for PayPal. There are still growing total payments volume and total customers, but it's at a very slow rate. So definitely something to keep track of, especially if you're bullish on the fintech industry. Maybe check out Square, maybe check out uh, you know Toast or one of these other nonsense names, but let us know what your take is. Then, of course, New York Community Bank. They tried to get investors fired up recently by saying that, you know, we're not losing deposits, blah, blah, blah. But a falling share price is a fundamental shifter for a bank. Not, it's not, it doesn't really matter for most companies what their share price is, but when you're a bank and your uh, kind of equity ratios to total capital are going to be important, this is something that's pretty terrible. So a falling share price can hurt a company on its own. New York Community Bank wasn't able to assuage investors with its meeting on Wednesday, uh, so they sold off again on the day yesterday. All right, let's get into the big story of the day. Joe Rogan, I do see your comment there, Mark. And yes, I am close personal friends with Joe Rogan, as I said at the top of the stream. He and I are, you know, being two of the biggest podcasters in the world, we obviously talk a lot. Uh, but essentially, if we go ahead and take a look at what's going on with the $250 million man, this guy has signed a new deal with Spotify. We all know that Joe Rogan is the biggest podcaster in the world. His episodes regularly get well over 10 to 12 million views. I mean, 12 million downloads in that sense. And the views on YouTube for the uh, uh, the clips from the podcast are off the charts even more. So the $100 million deal that Rogan signed with Spotify back in 2020 just came up this year. It was a three and a half year deal that was signed in May of 2020. So it was expiring. Rather than giving up Rogan, Spotify managed to rake him into another deal. All right, so let's see what's happened since then. In the past four years or so since Rogan has signed with Spotify, uh, basically Spotify has blown up in terms of their share of the audio streaming market overall. We go ahead and take a look at this chart. This isn't podcasting specific, but audio streaming more generally. So if we scroll in, they can see they're more than twice the size of Apple Music in terms of overall market share. These estimates are a little bit outdated, but I couldn't find anything reliable that was more recent. Uh, so this is what we're going with here today. And so... Spotify was able to grow this audience largely by hinging these deals on exclusivity. So they actually weren't able to convert a huge amount of the audiences of podcasts like Joe Rogan, like Caller Daddy, and like whatever nonsense fucking Prince Harry, quote unquote Prince, and Megan, what's her name, actually put out. Uh, they weren't able to convert a lot of their audience over, but the numbers still allowed them to gain a lot of market share in the audio streaming and in the podcast streaming network. So Basically, it seems like the company has decided that, you know what, we've built up enough of our audience ourselves and the podcasting audience globally has been built up quite enough. So it's time to switch our strategy. Instead of breaking up with Rogan and these other podcasts, the deals are no longer going to be inch on exclusivity. So Joe Rogan, for all you losers that use Apple Music, you can listen to full episodes on Joe Rogan going forward. They'll be releasing full episodes on YouTube and probably on X as well going forward. Uh, but the point is, all of the ad sales that are going to be done on JRE are going to be split between Joe and Spotify themselves. So Spotify is going to be raking in half the uh, ad read revenue from all of the Joe Rogan experience episodes, not sharing that with anybody else. They clearly think that that's going to be much more valuable than the exclusivity in terms of driving subscribers and much more valuable than the reported $250 million that they're going to be spending on Rogan. Keep in mind that $250 million uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of detail about it right now. It's completely just an estimate, but it includes an upfront payment from Spotify to Rogan. We don't know what the amount was in total. I'll call my, you know, good friend Joe and let you guys know if I can find anything. But of course, the other side is a 50-50 split of all ad sales. That's, of course, going to be variable going forward. But, 
you can do a little bit of back of the envelope math with some of the numbers around podcasting and how much an ad sale costs. Uh, but it's definitely something that I'm not going to get into right now because I don't have time for that. It sounds like too much mental effort. But if we go down, uh, this is it kind of signals what's going on going forward in the podcasting space. Advertising is becoming a lot more valuable than overall uh, subscribers and getting that exclusivity. And that makes sense when we consider the power of podcast advertising, far and away the most expensive advertising medium in, uh, you know, in the industry. I mean, nobody responds to, uh, you know, TV ads, Instagram ads like they do to podcasts. And it's largely because studies have suggested that podcast ad reads feel very similar to a friend telling you to do something. When you listen to hours and hours of a podcast, you can't help but feel like friends with the host, like me and Joe Rogan are, of course. Uh, and so when they recommend something, it's much more likely that you would actually kind of take action on that, given the high price tag that they can charge for these ad reads. Spotify could be making the right move. Let us know if you're buying shares. Let us know if you're bullish. And I do see, so now I have to get into the PayPal story. Basically, I get paid uh, partially through PayPal. And so there was a month-long period between uh, uh, Thanksgiving of last year and Christmas where I did not get paid a single time because PayPal just randomly decided to shut down my account. I get it. There's KYC and AML laws, but how the hell are you not going to tell me that going into the holiday season that you're going to shut down my account? It took basically five weeks to get everything restored. I used to be a financial advisor in my past life, so I'm very familiar with the KYC AML stuff. We always gave people a heads up before that came into effect. PayPal did not do that, so they can go fuck themselves. I do still use the service, unfortunately, but hey, it's something that we all got to live with. That's a story right there. I hope that's good enough for you there, Bruno. Yes, Michael, the 5,000 summit was reached. That's why we needed our shades here today. Certainly, I, I mean, the future was just way too bright for us to be able to see anything. And we couldn't agree more with you there, Michael. All right, finishing up with our quote of the day. Obviously, we had to go with Papa Rogan. He said, I see money as freedom. I see it as a way to control your environment, to buy back your own time. And I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's a great way to be looking at money and everything. So hopefully that resonates with you guys as much as it did with me here. Thank you all for joining us here today. I know we were a little bit quicker, so sorry that I was speaking fast like I'm on Adderall here. I promise I'm not for once. But either way, don't forget to leave us a rating. If you say anything bad, it's going to make me cry myself to sleep. But if you say positive things, then hey, I'll hopefully have a great weekend. Otherwise, guys, thanks as always for joining us. Once again, shout out to everybody on the podcast and on the YouTube channel as well. You guys are just as beautiful as the people who join us on the live, but we miss you guys because we can't respond to your comments here. So otherwise, uh, let us know what's going on. Shoot us with any feedback that you guys have. But otherwise, happy trading, happy investing. Hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.